0: Everyone, and welcome back to the Redbeard Outdoors podcast. I'm Jonathan, your host, and here at Redbeard Outdoors, I talk about faith, family, fitness, and the outdoors as I'm on my own journey to become a better version of me day after day, those daily investments in myself so that I can show up better for my wife, my kids, my loved ones, and then extending out my family and friends that are outside of our home here in, well, Utah. So, with that being said, guys, I want to let you know if you're new here, I appreciate you tuning in. Thank you so much for for giving us a chance here at the Redbeard Outdoors podcast. On Tuesdays, I do gear reviews, mindset, etc., and then on Saturdays like today, I have some guests on that I just enjoy having conversations with and get to share those conversations with you. Uh, and just happen to record them, and we get to learn from each other. On Tuesdays, I nerd out on gear, share that with you, stuff that I've used, sometimes first impressions, and then other times it's mindset. So that's kind of the structure of the podcast. I have a YouTube channel. If you're listening to this on the audio-only version, go over there, help support by subscribing and leaving comments, questions, et cetera. I love getting back to those and starting conversations. If you're an audio-only listener, Follow along wherever it is that you're listening, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, etc. Go follow or subscribe and leave a review. It could just be one word. It doesn't have to be a ton of your time. I just ask that you help grow the podcast, get it to new eyeballs that way. And if you've been here for a while, thank you so much. Same thing applies to you. If you haven't left a review yet, really would appreciate it. Also, guys, in every single show at the bottom in the show notes, I leave the partners and affiliates of the show uh, so that you can save some money. You can know what gear and companies I've partnered up with because I trust them and I want to recommend them to you as my listener. So thank you so much. Uh, Again, check them out. Guys, today we have an awesome guest. His name is Sean Jordan with the Adaptive Outdoorsman. He is all about getting people outdoors that maybe you would think they don't have the opportunity to get up in a tree stand, or go hunting out west, etc. He's an average guy like you and me, uh, just grinding along. I recommend that you go and ask him any questions as far as being an adaptive outdoorsman. Uh, Those of you that may need some help or resources, uh, he would know some groups that you can link up with, whether you be on the East Coast, Midwest, etc., so that you can also get out and enjoy hunting, fishing, all of those things that incorporate being an outdoorsman. So with that being said, guys, let's get into the conversation with Sean. And here we go. All right, everyone, welcome back to the Redbeard Outdoors podcast. I've got an amazing guest for you guys, Sean. Uh, we're pretty fresh to knowing each other here, but Sean is starting something really awesome, a podcast on adaptive outdoorsmen called The Adaptive Outdoorsman. And uh, so Sean reached out to me. I really like what he's getting started here. We've had some previous people on the podcast as well, um, that have expressed their, I guess their personal experiences with, uh, being an an adaptive outdoorsman. And, And that encompasses so many different, uh, things from amputation to other sorts of issues that either you're born with, or you've been, uh, unfortunately had to go through certain experiences where you might have lost a limb or things along those lines. So, uh, with that being said, uh, Sean, who are you for the audience and, uh, and what do you got going on?
1: Well, my name is Sean Jordan. I was born in Indiana with bilateral club feet, uh, heart murmur and a few other fun physical things, minor ones at best. But so I was Born with the fun spark out there, but I had surgery as a kid, as a one and a half, to be able to walk and relearned how to walk at two. So I didn't know any better. I didn't get into the outdoors till much later after I had another surgery at 25 and I think 23. They were triple orthodesis fusions, basically eliminating the left-right motion of my feet doctor said I'd never be able to move my feet. I told him and laughed at both of them because I had two separate guys and said, never could in the first place. So, so then years passed and I saw, got inspiration from Mediator, pretty much. Steve Renelia's infamous bear story where he was saying how, you know, the whole, oh, I like that sandwich. How can I get that? And he said, well, have Show of your own, and you can. So that inspired me to do something in the outdoors industry. And a friend of mine, I was going to a gym at a time, which I'm still part of, but she left for North Carolina. But she wanted to get me into adaptive strongman because I like strongman, you know, picking up heavy stuff. And so then that came up with the ter- the idea the idea of adaptive outdoorsmen. I contacted a few individuals who pointed me in the right direction on how to make my podcast. And so January of 2022, I officially launched. It was January 20th and have been going ever since steadily. You know, you have hiccups here and there, so, but you got to work through those. And I went from biweekly to weekly over the course of an entire year and a half. And so that's what I've been up to. I'm up to 50 episodes now, and I'm, I'm still just trying to get to episode 100 now. And that's a goal for me. I know I've talked to, good Lord, I think it's Dan Matthews of the Nomadic Outdoorsman podcast. I had a conversation with him one time, and we were talking about how of podcasts can't make it to their 100th episode. And, yeah, so
2: that's my goal. Take your time, man. Yeah, I've had issues like that as well. All right, let's try this again. Where did you want so me to start off? So it was recording it was recording you. Okay. But
0: it wasn't recording me. There we go. Okay, now it's recording both of us, I guess. So, <laughs> um so apologize for those technical difficulties there guys, but uh, what Sean, you know, was explaining I, I think is awesome just being able to get that started uh as far as the podcast goes doing them, you know, bi-weekly and just just doing awesome things, man, spreading that message of how people need to, or I guess how you can overcome these things that maybe you obviously didn't choose Mm -hmm. to be given in life. And that's always a solid message because there's plenty of people out there that um, even for the smallest things, and especially nowadays, it feels like there's people that really want to sit back and complain about their hardships Mm -hmm. And, uh, some people are justified in that, in my opinion, I really do feel like there's people that are justified because you've been, you didn't choose certain things. There's other people out there that I feel like are less justified because their life choices have put them in certain situations to where Mm -hmm. maybe they're extremely overweight or whatever. And they have all their hormones are good. Everything's good to go. They just choose to put too much in their mouth. Um, Those I feel like are maybe a little bit unjustified in complaining. And I know some people out there may not agree with me, but I'm a firm believer of choices lead to consequences. And, and, and that's just something you got to deal with. That's life. Whereas yeah. someone like yourself, you didn't choose to be born with uh, those disabilities that you had from birth, yet you're choosing to overcome them. So that is something that no matter what the disability is, uh, taking that and running with it is outstanding. Mm. Um, That's something that is very admirable, and and especially in the outdoors where there are so many people that already just complain about having to hike. I mean, shoot, man. Here at TAC, it was interesting to hear people complaining about having to – they came to Utah TAC and were complaining about hiking in the mountains and how long the hike was to get out and be able to shoot their bow with their buddies. I'm like, you – I really hope you're not hunting up here because it's going to be awful for you, you know? So –
1: Make no mistake, if you and I were in the Utah mountains hunting elk, and I would still do it, and I'd be saying my feet are hurting probably
2: mm-hmm.
1: a lot, but I would, and all it would take is one word of, oh, you're complaining a little bit there, buddy? You know, like a little bit of a goading session. I'd be like, all right, let's do this.
2: Yep, exactly. And
1: it would, I guarantee you, we'd get back to camp. I would be sitting down and saying, yeah, no, you're going to have to hand me stuff because I'm not getting up till I have to go to the tent (laughs) and you will see me limping the rest of the way over.
0: Exactly. Because
1: I am in pain every step I take.
0: Yeah, no, for sure. And that's, that's something that, that is, uh, it blows my mind seeing, uh, people such as yourself that just, you know, again, you are so driven that you're willing to do those things that, people with all of their appendages and no issues, uh, in their appendages are complaining about, you know, um, I, I don't, I don't think people realize how blessed, uh, they are when they are healthy and and able to do Mm -hmm. things that, um, you know, some other people may not be able to do. And that for me is, is a big deal. I try and drive that home with my kids. I'm not the best at it, but you know, when they sit there and complain about, not getting more screen time or something like that. You know, Mm -hmm. I I try and in a nice way say, remember how blessed you are. You can go play, right? Mm -hmm. Like you can go run, you can go uh, climb, you can go do all these things and you don't have anything other than some maybe seasonal allergies to deal with. Um, Mm -hmm. And that, that's something that I feel like is definitely taken for granted uh, nowadays. So uh, talk, talk to me more about, I guess, what, let's get you started here and what got you into hunting? Um, Especially after, uh, you know, being born with, with club feet and, and knowing that that would be a hindrance to climbing into a tree stand or getting into any kind of stand or getting out in the woods in general. Uh, what, what got you started in the hunting?
1: Well, I ended up having a shotgun that was given to me for Christmas one year when I was like 11, I passed my hunter's education safety course, which I didn't really think about at the time. I just thought, oh, cool. I just got a shotgun. But Mm -hmm. it wasn't until I was married and had a kid at the age of 29 that my father-in-law, my wife and him, he's had diabetes, bad back, he's obese. His body has basically been failing him due to Mm -hmm. poor habits over the course of 20, 30 years. And they wanted us to, and he recently had a fall in the woods at night on a local reservoir nearby and he up hurting his rib and whatnot and so opening day was coming and i wanted to bond with my in-law you know instead of being adverse or w- not with him so i said okay i'm gonna go hunt with you guys and so i said i have a shotgun too so i cleaned the shotgun it had been it had been at my mom and stepdad's place for in the gun cabinet for at least a decade plus I cleaned it up, shot it, made sure it was good, and then I took it out opening day, November of 20, God, I forget the date now, but I'm 38 now, so, and I was 29 then, so it's been about nine years, and I had prepped and everything, watched some videos on on where to shoot, how to properly target, and, yep, so that was the day that I had shot my first buck on opening day, and I drew blood, put it on its back, and do you think that they'd be interested in hearing the story of that one? Go for it. (laughs) Okay, so it was opening day, and, you know, sun's rising, we get there about six o'clock, everything's locked and loaded, we have this seat that's attached to a tree, not elevated, but just facing a small ravine, you know, where the deer would come through, and, I'm seeing the sun coming up in my face, and I'm colder than snot, wearing dark blue and a hoodie and steel-toed boots on. Lovely camo pants that don't block the wind, nothing. <laughs> and I see some does, because I get up, I'm like, okay, those are does. I put sit back down. Here comes bounding down to about the same area of Buck. And I couldn't tell you how many points he had. And I fire at him miss he jump runs right behind the tree and he's probably about 20 yards behind the tree exactly down a perfect firing range i reload real fast it's a 20 gauge uh breach a- rake action shotty and i reload and i take aim and pop, put him one right in his bread basket flip him on his back and so he's wriggling around and now as an adult and a seasoned hunter i know I should have sat down, but I didn't. So I'm hastily trying to reload, cold as ever, shaking. Adrenaline now is officially kicked in. I get it loaded back up, and f- he gets up and runs around the other side of the tree. So I swing the other side, and I'm trying to be cautious because my father-in-law and my brother-in-law literally down now in his firing area. So I've got to take aim and make certain I'm not hitting anybody. But I think I either hit him or I missed, and then he takes off, bounding the way he came. And in my haste, I look and see blood, and I should have just said, okay, sit down then. But no, (laughs) my brother-in-law comes over to me and says, okay, what happened? I said, I shot, and he didn't know because he, he had never successfully harvested anything, so he didn't know what to do either and so we started tracking blood my father-in-law come up to me and said you should have let him rest and whatnot you know i my first deer i did not know so we tracked him (laughs) for another two hours saw thick amounts of blood most likely bedded down really close to us and died and we just didn't know about it or somebody saw a dead deer and took it but i never i lost my first buck but that was when I got hooked on hunting and no, came back awesome. the next year. And then the year after that. Okay. So it was 2014. Uh, it was 20, about 2015 is when I did that. And because 2016, my father-in-law bagged a Boone and Crockett. Wow. 178 and three eighths.
0: Wow. That is a massive whitetail
1: after drying.
0: Yeah, no, that's a yeah. massive whitetail.
1: And that was with a shotgun. So he definitely got that in. And, yep. So I couldn't be bumped up from that, so I still had to go hunting. And then I finally officially bagged my first buck in 2017, and he was a little, little tiny eight-pointer. And that was on the same public land, which, in a different area with my father's crossbow, which I had learned to hunt. I mean, he, in Indiana, they have a separate season from Mm. archery, but it runs concurrent with it for all three months of hunting. And so I took the bundled pack, so I had all three seasons to get a deer. And so I had used the crossbow, and it was legal, so... I shot and it was one of those sh- wild uh, shots you didn't think would happen. So he's facing me. He, I see him first time this little year and a half buck and he snorts and stomps at me. And I'm like, crap, he's going to get away from me. So I shake aim and I shoot with the old crossbow of his. A- and the sound must have alerted him or something because he turned at the right moment that bolt hit his what is that, the plate that's on the side of his shoulder shoulder plate? Scapula. Yeah, scapula, and it just slides down the inside of him and cuts, misses the intestines and the stomach and everything, but hits every vital blood vessel on the way down to about Mm. belt line on him, and he bounds off, he walks off. And we get over to him when we find him about an hour later, and his head is down. That's why I couldn't find him; was his head was down towards his belly. He had was trying to pull it out of him, and he ended up losing enough blood that he just passed out. Yeah, mm. I don't even think I hit a single lung that year.
2: Mm. Man, but, that's
0: rough.
1: But yeah, no, I didn't even hit a single vital organ either. So. And he died maybe 120 yards from where I shot him.
0: Wow. Yeah, no, that's, that's, that's crazy, man. So I, I would like to ask a little bit as far as, you know, um, cause obviously those things, there's a lot that goes into white uh, whitetail hunting that I don't know about personally, but
1: mm-hmm. what I
0: do want to ask is, um, do you, when you do go hunting, uh, being, you know, an adaptive outdoorsman, do you mainly focus on ground blinds uh, is mm-hmm. there a way that you get up into tree blinds at all um
1: i can do tree blinds i think but for my feet uh it requires a little more work because i mm-hmm. can't move them and i'm going to use the parallel with a prosthetic leg in my opinion because that's about the equivalent of what i can see i don't have the push from the calf muscle to be able to Mm-hmm. push myself up a little bit harder so i got to use more leg muscle to do it and so i can get up it just takes me a lot longer and i'm a lot louder in the woods
2: yeah, yeah. so no, that makes sense
1: i uh my i got my mom and stepdad have uh, about 10 acres which is in town so you can only use bow it's out of town enough that you know bow only is thing so we built the ground blind. <laughs> And that's the blind I've been using and it's slightly elevated, but not enough to even really care, but mm-hmm. big enough that you and I can sit comfortably and do stuff.
0: Oh, sweet. Okay. Oh
1: Yeah. yeah cool. Two full grown men can stand full height.
0: Yeah, no, that's awesome. So with, with that being said, I guess to understand a little bit more about what uh, you're dealing with, with uh, you know, the the surgery that you had are you're you're able to walk you're not wheelchair bound correct yeah i
1: can walk and yeah is it's on the occasion it's so much pain that i gotta grab a cane that i've mm. i have and lean on that but if say you and i were going hiking in the mountains scouting and stuff i would be relying heavily on those walking sticks
0: gotcha no that makes sense
1: so sorry. No, go ahead. No, you're good. Go ahead. And for me, that's how I would be able to keep up with you, you as well, because, because I can't move my feet like everybody, I got to pick them up heavier. I can't, Mm -hmm. can't push off them as much. So I'm walking a lot slower or I'm, I'm in pain. I'm going way slower and I'm limping and you're seeing it because some people are like, oh, you're moving a lot faster today. It's like, yeah, I'm not in as much pain as I usually am. So, I'm not going to be limping or whatnot, but so I would definitely be utilizing walking sticks a lot more.
0: Gotcha. No, that, that definitely makes sense. And honestly, I mean, there's so many other hobbies and, and things that you could have chosen to go through and, and, uh, and do, and -hmm. you've chosen hunting. So again, that just talks about how, you know, for you, it's important to get outside. It's important to, to go for hunts because I mean, you were kind of introduced to it at a young age. And and I do want to ask you as well, um, you know, as far as hunting is concerned with, with that being your choice of, I guess, pastime, uh, et cetera, what do you do? Um, what do you do to prepare for it? Do you go out and do you scout? Do you set uh, cameras? Uh, how do you go about incorporating that in even in the off season?
1: Well, for, with my family's land, I have one trail camera that's set up nearby. It's twenty. It's a year trail cam. It doesn't go down or whatnot. I just mm-hmm. replace the batteries and hopefully get a cell. Uh, not a cell, but a. Uh, it is a cell, but hopefully get a solar panel on it so I don't mm-hmm. have to replace the batteries. But I pretty much just make certain the blind doesn't have any wasp nests in it or whatnot, and it's in a backfield area. Where there's a it's it's positioned in a staging zone area so okay if I need to usually it's a heavy doe dough, dough rich area so the bucks come to them and so pretty much it's okay when' is he coming through and praying to God I get one.
0: All right, pardon the brief interruption here but I want to bring to you and give a shout out to all the amazing companies that I get to work with on a regular basis I, aim for quality and i want you guys to understand that i want you to know that the companies that i recommend it's not due to being paid by these companies or being asked to advertise certain things i work with companies that i believe in i use their gear or their nutritional supplementation and i want to share that with you so here we go of course first form and first form outdoors Guys, come join us over at First Form Outdoors Facebook group. If you don't have Facebook, shoot me an email. I'd love to get you in on the weekly calls. First Form just makes the best supplements on the market. When you're up on the mountain, you definitely want a post-workout shake. When you get off of the mountain while you're making your, your meals, you want to make sure you have your micronutrients on point when you are hunting. So definitely want you guys to check that out check out the link down below you get free shipping for life when you use the link on any orders over 75 bucks also alpen fuel and heather's choice those are my top two meals in the backcountry. whenever i'm out hunting i love those meals clean ingredients great macros make sure you hit your recovery there as well black Ovis, best conglomeration of all of the things that have to do with outdoors and hunting from clothing i love their lightweight setups with merino and their pants they've got backpacks glassing and more boots crispy boots that i rock go check them out guys code redbeard10 will save you money and free shipping on anything over 50 dollars. all in digiscoping best digiscoping on the market the bino adapter is coming out very soon go check it out code redbeard to save some money Initial Ascent, best backpacks on the market, guys, by far. Go check them out and use code REDBeard as well. A3 Archery Bowstrings, favorite strings, no stretch, no need to wax them. They're waxless, just awesome, and they hold tension, no loss in poundage. Go check them out, A3 Archery Bowstrings. Cryptek, my go to camo, but also day to day wear. They've got some amazing pieces of gear and clothing. Go check out Cryptek, Castro Glassing Systems, Dark Energy. If you guys need that battery, the Poseidon Pro or even the Poseidon Nano, go check them out, guys. Use code Redbeard to save some money. Go ruck those McCalls or those Macalls are the best shoe for EDC. For me personally, I rock them every single day. Trail running, they are great for rucking. They have some great tread, wider toe box. Excellent shoe. Go check out Go Ruck, code Redbeard Ten, Sheep Feet Custom Orthotics, MyMedic Canvas Cutter, guys, that thing is outstanding. Get a cot from Teton Sports, get Canvas Cutter, and you're good to go during hunting season if you're hunting back from the truck. Affect Beard Oil, Muley Freak Bino Harness, the game changer, Bow Hunters United, Joy Bees, and of course the Bow Hitch, guys. Thank you so much for listening in on this. I just want to give a shout out to all the sponsors of the show. If you can't support monetarily again, go leave a review. I appreciate it. Have an awesome day and let's get back into the conversation here.
1: Mm. Last year I didn't get a buck uh, from him. I got one on, I got last year. I didn't get a buck, but the year before I got a buck last year, I got a dough because I saw opening day seven dough. I'm like, Yeah, okay, I'll take a (laughs) dough. Their herd's not going to be feeling it. But the year before, I bagged a gross scoring 141. Okay. Nine-pointer.
0: Wow, that's awesome. That's a pretty solid buck.
1: Yeah, double lunged him. He went 20 yards back because literally this field has – some woods around it where everything's a staging area, pretty much. I mean, you can, he's got cover on the backside and both sides, and you can see right out into that field where he, he was getting hit. He got hit at, so. And yeah. that was on Veterans Day, yeah. Yeah, 2021.
0: Gotcha. So. No. That's awesome. That's awesome. So, um, you know, talking about that and let's move into kind of some stuff that you do in the off season. Now I've seen, you know, you posted a picture back in 2016 when you were doing, uh, a amateur strongman. Um, mm-hmm. do you can, have you continued to train since then? Is that something that, uh, you do on a regular basis? Do you go on walks? Do you hike? Like what's something that you do to train for the, during the off season?
1: Uh, I try to get into the gym this past year. My hunting, my uh, lifting buddy, he moved away, so I've been trying to get my wife to go with me. So this, and then life and it's all hecticness has kept me mm-hmm. out of the gym this year. But I try to make certain that I'm pretty in well-conditioned shape. Uh, cardio is not the funnest for me because impact hurts a lot. Mm-hmm. So. But I can do, like, shadow boxing and whatnot and sweating my butt off due to a house that has no AC. Yeah. But, yeah. yeah, the shadow boxing has done a pretty good job for me to keep me in some form of a physical fit shape because at least you're still moving something. I mean, I'm never going to be able to get muscle on my legs the way I want, but I've got overbuilt Uh, thighs to begin with because i can't move my feet and i don't like tripping
2: Mm -hmm.
1: so i have to pick my legs up a little bit higher backing into stuff sucks because i can't move so i can't recounter adjust so as soon as both heels hit something solid and there's not a solid object behind me Mm -hmm. i'm falling like a freaking tree
0: yeah no i definitely understand that
1: which sucks
0: yeah yeah, I was no, a, for sure.
1: I, I was at work one time and I hit that. And there was a big part with a really sharp point at the edge. My wallet saved my butt, literally.
0: <laughs> yeah, no, I can definitely understand that. You know, honestly, it's uh, it, it's something that again, a lot of people take for granted being able to you know move your feet and be able to walk uh, in in that way. Um, mm-hmm. Have you ever, you know, for things where I, well, I guess first question: Would you would you ever, or have you ever come out to mountains like either the Appalachian Mountains out east, or the West Coast, or I guess Western U.S. here in the Rockies?
1: The only time I've went to the Appalachians was when I was with my family. I think this was years ago when I was about two hundred pounds lighter, and you know, a kid and we went through and were walking and I was still having trouble keeping up with people even then. But I didn't start noticing the pain till high school when I was getting heavier and more active. And so for me, I got stress fractures on my shins from the impacts I have no ability to, you know, take from. Mm -hmm. There's, A doctor I have recently come into contact with, which I still need to get back to about, is he was doing like prosthesis for braces for a guy I met online who has club feet too. But he was doing those for military vets. And it's supposed to take the shock similar to the way a calf muscle actually does. And so, like I said, I need to get back with him on that because that'll be something interesting. Because I asked him, "Is like how are they do in cold weather?" And the guy says, "Yeah, they can handle mountains." Because this guy cl- runs in mountains. The guy I okay. talked to who's got club feet, he runs in mountains in Nevada. And so I thinking, okay, let's put them to the test in hunting season. And I'd like to specifically put them to the test in a mountain setting mm. or an RV and just beat the crap out of them.
0: Yep. No, that's awesome. That's really you know, like
1: cool. Pro- the, the only problem with disabled individuals and their adaptive equipment. So for me, it would be the braces, somebody, it's a track chair or an outrider coyote or train hopper or the platform to which you hold your firearm or crossbow to is it's a pay to play. They -hmm. are not cheap. No. And so either you're going with a nonprofit, which is one of the reasons why I interview so many nonprofits is because they need the recognition so people can actually go to them and talk to them and support them. Mm -hmm. Or you have to also do grants or pay them out of pocket. I mean, an action track chair or coyotes running you about with a basic model is about sixteen dollars to $18,000. So, the price of a used truck. Yep. And there needs to be more of these pieces of equipment. I mean, I literally talked to a lady who hunted with another disabled individual named Chad Walliger, or with uh the Outrider Coyotes and she actually bagged an elk from the coyote.
2: That's a beautiful coyote too.
1: Not a coyote. Yeah, the coyotes beautiful and so is the uh elk that she bagged. Yeah. So yeah, I mean that's the only problem with disability in the outdoors is it's way more expensive. I mean I'm talk we, we talk about, you know, hunting gear and how expensive it is. Well add the price tag for an e v basically
0: mhm yeah yeah, no for sure those are those are pretty intense. I've got a buddy that's been looking at uh between the traction chairs and the or the track chairs and the coyotes and um they're not they're not cheap i mean it's almost no. like getting a uh an an a t v you know yep. a used one at that mm-hmm. and um you know that's that's definitely something that that's really important it's cool that you highlight you know those nonprofits and, uh, allow them to get their voice out so that they can get more recognition. So I guess going back to the adaptive outdoorsman, what, what are some kind of, what are some goals that you have, uh, with your podcast and with things that you've got going on there so that you can, I mean, so we can get out to the audience and see maybe someone listening can help out with yep. some of these goals you've got.
1: Well, the goal is to get the podcast to be the full-time thing, to be able to promote Something that I didn't intentionally start to think about in the beginning, but it, it's evolved into it, is the healing nature of the outdoors. I mean, I was talking to a guy who started a nonprofit, Hunt to Heal, out of Michigan. His name's uh, out of yeah, his name's uh, Carson Nineheist, and he was in a motorcycle accident and paralyzed from the chest down. His buddy literally picked him up and carried him to a hunting blind just to enjoy nature. And it was the first time somebody ever thanked me for being a representation of a group that doesn't get a whole lot of representation. And I say this, yes, we are looked at, and yes, a lot of people are all inspired by us.
2: But we're puff pieces
1: for media. Look, I've taken this person, we're doing this. It's like, I want to highlight these people every day for what they can do. Not take them out and give them something because, well, let's face it, I can't do that. Mm -hmm. But I want to highlight something and I want to bring attention that Disability in media is almost non-existent. You can look up podcast after podcast, and there is barely anybody that is solely disabled-focused. And if there are, they're either no longer active or I don't know about I mean, I literally was looking it up. I constantly look it up to see if there's anybody else. My name is literally the only one that pops up now. And it's, for me, that is a niche in itself. I mean, it's a Mm -hmm. scary niche. It really is scary to me. That I'm literally treading into something that there is little success in.
2: Yeah,
0: no for sure i i can definitely you know it's it's uh, something that definitely needs to be highlighted because it's uh it's important for everyone to be able to get in the outdoors and i i know i've talked about it before uh and it's something that is uh truly a blessing to be able to have so much public land out here in in utah and it's a big reason why i stayed if not the only reason why we stayed in utah is due to the public land access mm-hmm. um you know, and 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 the fact that you can go out there, and I joke about. It, I'm like, well, I mean, I paid for it, you know, with my taxes. But uh, it's there's something about getting outdoors, no matter where you're at, and and it's different in every region of the U.S. Um, mm-hmm. You know, when I go back to North Carolina, something that I really, really appreciate is the noisiness of everything that happens at night uh, when mm-hmm. you're out in the woods. You don't get that out here in Utah. Here in Utah. You don't have the cicadas and the bullfrogs and the everything else that's going on at night. Whereas mm-hmm. when I sit outside in North Carolina at night on a screened-in porch, you get to hear all of those things going on. And then out, out here in Utah, um, you know, you get the majestic mountains. You get on a mountaintop and you can look for miles. You can watch a sunrise. You can uh, watch the sunset up there on the mountaintop. Um, you can go in you in North Carolina, you can go to the beach and enjoy, you know, a sunrise on the East coast, or you can go to California and enjoy a sunset on the West coast. Like Mm -hmm. there's so many things that just, there's so many things that nature provides that we get so wrapped up nowadays in things that are on our phones, uh, Mm -hmm. trying to, um, Mm -hmm. you know, get the likes and the shares and all this other stuff Mm -hmm. rather than putting the phone down and enjoying what we're surrounded by. And it's easy for people that are, um, that have all of their appendages and no disabilities to, uh, to, to lose that. And I can only imagine how much more difficult it will be, uh, it would be for someone with, without the ability to just get up and go walk outside, um, yeah, to want to enjoy nature. You know, that you, you talk about, people that get concerned about rolling their ankles while they're out there hiking and things like that. And I just think sometimes, well, there's people that can't even get out of their front door Mm -hmm. that would love to have the problem of thinking about rolling their ankles while they're hiking, you know? (laughs) And, uh, it's just, it's a whole different mindset that a lot of people don't, don't think about. So I think it's awesome that you, uh, you've chosen to highlight that and, and especially the nonprofits that go along with that. So, With that being said, what would you recommend to people that are listening that maybe do have a handicap that's keeping them from getting outside? um, What would you recommend to them?
1: I would recommend trying to find a local nonprofit that specifically or, you know, targets near what you do and talk to them. And there's If you need to, you can go to another state and talk to them. I mean, A lot of these nonprofits that I've talked to, they've had people from three states away, four states away. I mean, we were talking before the podcast about Disabled Outdoorsman Utah and Tate Hale, a guy I've had on and I've talked to, he went out to Utah and bagged his first elk. And he's eating elk meat, living like a king with that one. Of which i'm really jealous of (laughs) yeah but from and so i would say start there because they also have the equipment or they have the ability to help a person either get a piece of equipment (laughs) donated to you Mm -hmm. or they can help you get the equipment through grants and another way of doing that is also applying for grants so there is a Definitely a lot of different ways to get there, but if you're stubborn like me and you don't want to actually do it that way, you're going to do it your way.
0: There you go. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, you know, I I love the things that you brought up and just encouraging people to go and find a local nonprofit. You know, there's a, I can't name any off the top of my head except for uh, Disabled Outdoorsman Utah because I know a couple of people involved in that. I mm-hmm. know they're a great group of individuals, and I can vouch for them. But um, you know, I, I would highly recommend for anyone out there listening, if you have a family member that really wants to get in the outdoors and needs some resources, um, one, I'd say reach out to Sean here because Sean is going to be able to point you in the right direction. may not know someone in your area, but mm-hmm. Sean will be able to point you in the right direction to get you started there. Uh, Because we definitely want people to get out as much as possible. And when I say people in general, I'm referring to everyone, everyone from kids to adults, to people who are overweight, to people who are um, suffering from Mm -hmm. mental illness, people who have uh, disabilities that will keep them physically from being able to go outside. I want everyone to be able to enjoy that healing factor of getting outside and enjoying what nature has to provide, because there are many options out there. Mm -hmm. You just have to put the effort in to go and look for them because there are people that really genuinely want to help people that don't have the full faculties of their physical body available to them.
1: Yeah. I, uh, I know the NRA has lists of webs of, uh, nonprofits for disabilities, but I have I started it, and I'm slowly working my way through it, but I wanted to do a 50-state initiative, finding at least one nonprofit organization and talking to them in every single state.
2: That's awesome. That's really awesome.
1: The logistics for doing Hawaii and Alaska are just going to be so much fun.
2: (laughs) I mean, I literally
1: already have to do, uh, for California, Washington, and Oregon, I literally have to do them on a Friday night mm-hmm. at 6 p.m. to 8 p.m. or 9, just for them to be at 6. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, three-hour time difference from Eastern to Pacific is just one of those. And, heck, yeah. Hawaii, I might as well just be there. <laughs> so if anybody's <laughs> willing to fund a Hawaii trip, I will be more than happy.
0: <laughs> That's so awesome. Well, cool, man. Uh, well just to kind of wrap things up here a little bit, I just wanted to know what would you like to leave with people? What would you like them to, to know about you about the podcast or what you can provide uh, to help people continue getting outdoors? If whether it's people that have been born with certain disabilities or they've had an unfortunate accident where um, Mm -hmm. now they're living a a different life than what they were used to maybe uh, earlier in life.
1: Well, I'd say, don't give up for the message of just don't give up. Don't let whatever's affecting you put you down because God knows I've had that feeling of just, it, it sucks. And just keep moving forward. Drop this, your shoulder. Just keep marching on. Don't give up. Don't let the negative thoughts get into you. Uh, if you want to reach out to me, I'm on Instagram at the date. The Adaptive Outdoorsman. Same for Facebook. And I'm currently on threads and just opened up Twitter. So trying that one as well. i doing like little shorts, started just doing little shorts about the episodes that I do on YouTube. And so slowly getting out there more out of my own shell because I've definitely had to deal with it. Button, I you want to contact me by email if anybody wants to come on and talk privately or on the podcast, you can contact me any of those, and I'd be more than happy to either point you in the right direction, point you to somebody that can help, or get you in and get you in contact with them, or do my best with what I've got.
0: I love it. I'm going to leave all the links down below, guys, so you can find Sean the Adaptive Outdoorsman, his podcast, and reach out to him uh, if you guys have any questions, anything that you're wanting to uh, to ask Sean about. So again, thank you so much for your time today, Sean. Thank you for coming on. I love what you're doing. Keep growing it. Uh, keep crushing it, man. And uh, like I always say, guys, get out, live your life, and love it. Thanks so much for tuning in guys to this conversation. Again, if you want to link up with Sean, get to know a little bit more about adaptive outdoorsman, I'm going to leave his link down below so you can check that out again. Thanks so much to Sean for coming on the show, sharing his story and things that he is learning in his journey as well as an adaptive outdoorsman, as he wants to help others continue to pursue their passions and not be held back by any kind of obstacle that may be in your way. That being said guys, again, Go leave a review if you like this podcast, uh, this episode. Go subscribe to the YouTube channel. Subscribe here on the audio-only versions. Leave a review. And, of course, if you have any questions, feel free to send me an email. Write me a message on Instagram. Those are my two best ways to get a hold of me. I look forward to hearing from you guys. Thank you so much for tuning in today. Have a blessed rest of your day and a great weekend. Go make some
2: memories. And, of course, get out. Live your life. And love it.